The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. All right, folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. And, hey, they got a phone number, 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Uh, let's get the fun started. Coming to you from Las Vegas, David Miller alongside. Hello, you ready for... Uh, yes, I am. Where ready? the boys are they... Oh, yeah, are yeah. they MIA today? Kind of hope they are. No, no. I want to hear about the Ravens also. No, yeah, yeah, here we go. We're, we're ready? Rock and roll? Well, the, I mean, it's the Bengals. We can't, can't waste Still, too much they time cover. on it. All that matters is they cover that's it, so a, that's, that's a win. all that matters. All right, let's bring John and Mike into the show. Hello, guys. What's up? I've been working on my haka. Is that what it's called, David? The oh, haka? Oh, man, here it comes. Yes, yes. It, Tell your brother, I know he's outside listening, I'm going to put a haka on him when I see him. So we had more fun during that Monday night football game than we've ever had during a football in, in history. And it, it obviously literally getting texts from people saying that you were talking about me on Instagram. I'm famous because of you now. Yeah, he was, he was dancing around. He had his Seahawks gear on uh, from head to toe. We were calling you guys out, and he wants revenge. And the only way we can get revenge, I guess, would be a Super Bowl meeting which Tell, is possible my 14 year old wanted to remind your brother that we already went there and beat him okay yeah that's why it's called hey, revenge brother hey dave i don't, I don't know man I, I have a hard time um I believing a fan that wears a skirt uh go on anything that, that was seattle anytime <laughs> he sees anything seattle he buys it so give him a break oh, the skirt no, anytime he anytime he sees anytime he sees anything Seattle, his skirt, sombrero, he has a pill. A, his whole room. I'll take a photo and send it to you. It's all Seattle stuff. Okay, real quick, bad, my bad personal bad beat of the week. I didn't give it to the clients, but Brian, I took the bills on the money line. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah, knock yourself out, man. <laughs> well, I was wanted to get some analysis from you, like I. You know, uh, like, uh, on the Bills game? 
Like, literally, I texted uh, Mike, and I said, man, I'm going to cash this ticket. They're winning. He goes, not so fast, buddy. Oh, no, so, no uh, they gave the game away. No, they, they gave the game away. They're, they're driving down for to get a touchdown to win the game, and then they huddled with 50 seconds left uh, and settled for a long field goal after uh, Hauschka had already missed a short one. It was, it was bad coaching. Uh, you know, the, the Browns are no great shakes, let me tell you. Uh, that being said, there's a little hidden nugget going out there this week, and that will be uh, they're playing down in Miami, and there's going to be 30,000 Bills fans there and 10,000 Dolphins fans there. So I'll just throw that little nugget out. That seems high, but... No, it ain't high. You really know your team, so. No, I covered the team for 14 years. I'd go to Joe Robbie Stadium, and 15,000 Dolphins fans would be outside tailgating. The Dolphins would walk on the field with 30,000 Bills fans chanting, Let's go Buffalo. And it's uh, the middle of November, and they just got nine inches of snow in Buffalo. So if you don't think 30,000 people are leaving down uh, to go to South Beach... Uh, it, that will be the case. Uh, well, I'm just saying. Well, let, for all the listeners out there, you know, obviously the, the I want to just do the kind of the show in reverse. We'll talk the NFL and then get into college basketball. Now, I know you, my man Troy, he had one game this week, and it actually helped you, Dave, because you got that futures ticket on the Packers. They almost blew the game at the end of the game, but the Packers was the easy winner, so you're like one step closer to me begging you to take a hedge. I got to figure out when I'm going to start begging you to hedge that forty-eight thousand dollar ticket. And at this point, there's nothing I can do at this point. I mean, my hands are tied, and there's not even a no for the NFC on it. Oh, really? No. I mean, right. there might be a couple of spots that offer it, but it wouldn't make sense to take out too high at this point. Well, so let me ask you both this question, then we'll get into the actual games this week, and obviously the big smorgasbord of college basketball but like what's your take as two guys living in nevada hearing about lamar 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 like it's like now they're they're like the you know they're at the top of the media like to me it's just overblown now i know mike's mike's team you know we'll call it mike's team michael will will, will, will you know what's your perspective from a betting point of view yeah. when you look at a team like the Ravens laying four, which you know I hate that number, Brian. I don't like to lay three. I'm, you know, I this, either buy it, this, I buy it down to three, or I play the money line. Yeah, this week you're going to be saying Deshaun, 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 Deshaun. Ooh, Mike. Well, hey, listen. I mean, honestly, don't overthink this. All right, the 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 Texans, I think, are maybe the most underrated team in football. Their three losses were to three decent football teams. And last year they had a nine-game winning streak. Nobody talks about the Texans. Uh, that's a good football team. And the Ravens, listen, the Ravens are having a great year. But nobody talks about the Texans. That's too high. The early well, money I mean, look, came I'll, in, too, on, I'll chime, on the Texans. The early I'll chime in a little bit because it's, it's – it's, yeah, you know, I'll chime in. It is a little bit in my – it's a backyard play for us, but – uh, yeah, the Texans, I do agree. It's probably one of the toughest matchups all year for us, aside from Seattle and the Patriots. And they're coming in off a of bye, and you know how teams are off a of bye. They're usually prepared, and they're they're healthy. Uh, I just think the Ravens right now playing at home, we have one of the better home field advantages in the league. And year after year, we prove it. And with the resurgence of our defense and, you know, picking up the pieces and making the right trades throughout the season, getting Jimmy Smith back like I talked about last week on the radio, 
potentially, you know, a number one corner on any other team is now healthy and getting Peters in the trade, our secondary is the best in the league. We just need to be able to stop the run, which we struggled with even last week. And we made a couple, you know, uh, signings this week, a couple big guys in the middle. So if we could stop the run, which the Texans are not a running football team. Yeah, they have Hyde and they have Duke Johnson, but primarily they're they're dropping back and they're throwing. So, you know, I believe it's to our favor teams that don't run the ball, which the two teams we lost to this year early on, you know, Kansas City ran the ball well on us early and then it stretched our defense. We were banged up in the secondary that game, and they beat us. And then the other game was the Browns, where they ran all over us. So I just think it's a good matchup for the Ravens at home um, against the Texans. Even though it's going to be a tough game, we're battle-tested. Look, I believe the second-best team in the league is the Seahawks. So as much as me and Dave go back and forth about the Seahawks and the Ravens, they're, I believe they're the second-best team in all of football right now. We went up there and beat them. We beat the Patriots. So we're battle-tested. I think we're heating up at the right time, which is the best time of the year to be good because come when it's the colder months, Harbaugh plays better. We're used to we're not used to blowing teams out. What we saw last week, look, I remember I gave out on the radio, you know, I thought the Bengals would cover at home. This is a different Ravens team. This is not the team we've seen year after year that, you know, plays down to their competition and just doesn't put teams away. I mean, our offense stays on the field and has ball control, which we've never seen since the Ravens, you know, moved here from the Browns in 1996. I mean, we've never had an offense that controlled the possession, not only with just the run, but with the pass and keeps the defense off the field. And you could see when the defense is out there, I mean, they're, they're making plays. So, I mean, this is a dangerous team, but, you know, out of any team out there, the Houston Texans could easily come in our house and beat us. But, I do uh, have a slight edge to the Ravens at home. Do you, so, now, so? Do you think the line's right on at four? I and think half? the line's right on. One more I thing. I mean, if a team. Do you really think Seattle's the second best team, or are you just saying that because I'm here? No, I do believe so. I mean, oh. I'm actually looking. Uh, I looked at power rankings about ten minutes ago before the show, and they have the Seattle Seahawks rated number two. Who? Who's they? I do. I personally believe. Well, this is the Sunday Night Football NBC rankings, the PFT power rankings. I'll send it to you guys by text when we get off the show. But, look, the team just beat the 49ers. You know, 49ers are a good football team. Yeah, they didn't have Kittle, but Russell Wilson is, you know, neck and neck with Lamar for the MVP votes this year. So they have a defense now with the addition of Clowney and the addition of that safety from, um, I forgot his name, the safety from the Lions that they acquired in a trade. Um you know, their team now, they're they're set up for a big run. And with a strong running game and good receivers and the way that Russell Wilson's playing, one of his best years so far, I mean, I don't see how you don't put them, you know, top three in the league right now. Well said. Still don't think they're top three, but I'll go with it. Um, but don't tell question, your brother that. Well, my question to Brian, my question to and to Dave, talking about buys is it going to be just public square money coming in on houston and the patriots as teams coming off buys as the buys been a great spot as we've been talking about so like the patriots three and a half at the eagles texans four four and a half at the ravens you got two road teams 
um, going into somebody else's house, coming off a buy. But again, the square public that's listening, and again, I don't mean it in a negative sense, but they're not professional betters like we are. Well, the New England, um, the New England, they, the New, Eng- New England game, you got to chuck because they're both coming off a buy. Yeah, but the thing is, well, they're coming off a buy. But psychologically, there's a the, you got you got this is a good spot for New England, quote unquote. Is it? mainstream media? They uh, lose a game, they get crushed. They very rarely lose two games in a row. That's true, but they haven't played anybody yet. And Philadelphia on their bye week saw Dallas lose, and now Philadelphia is tied for first in the division. And every it, it means a heck of a lot more to the Eagles to win this game than it does to the Patriots. Right, but what I'm asking you two is a betting, uh, betting from a betting perspective. Do you think it's going to be public versus uh, public versus pros? Public on the the dogs, Houston and Philly, um, because they're looking for that home team edge. Or do you think it's going to just be just full bore on the Patriots, where the the books are going to actually be lopsided because everybody doesn't expect them to lose two games in a row. Yeah, on the Patriot game, the public's going to be all over the Patriots. The sharp guys will wait, take the Eagles. And then on the other game, I don't know, to me pretty much maybe more, there'll be more on Baltimore. I don't think your average, what you call public guy, I don't think your average public guy is is with the logic, I'm going to bet the Texans uh, because they're coming off of a bye. Even though the bye has done well, I think the more sophisticated betters are are betting are playing that most people well, though I, I see on the ravens in that game but I, I mean i don't know but that's what i see happening okay so 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 now moving on to the buffalo miami game does miami get respect now brian i mean i know you follow this team for 14 years but just the fact that they came off a win as a double digit dog winning the game outright um do they do they now do they now get a little more respect at home only getting six well, yeah. I mean, the, the, these two teams just played on October 20th, and the Bills were 17-point favorites and basically won the game by a field goal because they, returned, they returned an onside kick for a touchdown, but the final score was 31-21. I think uh, the one thing I'm curious about is the total, and finally it's starting to go. I, I thought it was 39 the beginning of the week. I'm going, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the total was 39. They just played a game. The final score was 31-21. They're going down to Miami where the weather's good, and the game they played in Buffalo was played in 25-mile-an-hour winds. The total was, was really way too low uh, in this spot. So uh, no, and, and now the money's coming back in on Buffalo. It was five and a half. No, I, I personally, I like the bills in the over. The sharp guys are all over the over there, all over. It's not, I even I even that number it. was ridiculous. I'm like I okay. Well, I have it. So let me ask you: since we say throw out the last week, we can't throw out last week because it was the craziest week we've seen all season. Does the public come back and double down on the Saints as that was an anomaly? Another double digit dog winning the game outright i don't know which one of you in the studio we had, had a line line parlay with miami and atlanta no, we didn't have that parlay no we didn't have that parlay but we had atlanta we said that was way too high well that's what happens usually when they make the adjustments uh from the look ahead, from the week before the look ahead lines when a when a favorite like the saints or the patriots loses outright they really won't adjust it too much because they are anticipating your average person going in and going 
well, the Patriots can't lose two in a row, or the, the Saints can't lose two in a row. But if a bad team loses, they, they will adjust it, if that makes sense. So, yeah, the public money, I think, will be on the Saints there as well. So then the Sharps will wait and try yes. to get Tampa Bay at plus six or six and a half. To me, I don't know what Brian thinks. It's just two standard spots, Tampa Bay and the Eagles, in my opinion. And, yeah, and yeah you want to probably post bet on both of them. Well, that New Orleans game at five and a half. I mean that that could run a little bit. You know, it's it's a dead area. We'll see. Um, you know, the one thing is, you know, was it a one off? Did 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 New Orleans? You know, they they were playing great and they had all these wins and they, in a weird way, the buy they they just they they just got away from football and took their foot off the pedal. And I think they took these guys lightly. Um, you know, you would envision they would respond with a really good effort because. I mean, they got pushed around. Um, and then the thing you get with Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay can score, and then Jameis Winston can go colorblind and throw it to the wrong team three times in his own end of the football field. I love these two spots. I, I can't wait. I just see two Tampa, no coming. Tampa, Tampa Bay and uh, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. This is this is why we bet for these spots. And I, I see myself even going more on the Eagles. I don't know though. I don't know if that gets to four. So are, are you? Are, well, hold up for listener alert for all the listeners. Is this? Am I marking this down as a free radio selection? The Philadelphia Eagles to give the Patriots their next loss. Well, well, no. It's it's all about getting the the three and a half there. The Got look it. off a of three plus. Uh, you know, a tight game. You're, you're we're we're envisioning a tighter game than than they think and. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I had a hard time with that game out of all of them because uh, is that the that's the late game, right? Yeah. Uh, no, the late game. Well, the late the game o'clock. is the Rams. The, the I gotta say, the late game is the Bears and the Rams. A lot of these, a lot of these one p.m. Pacific games too. The spreads seem to get uh, better for for the contrarian sides than the ten o'clock ones. You know, obviously less games, people trying to get even so i tend to wait on the on the one o'clock games more than the 10 o'clock ones uh, i've seen some craziness so I, I hope i get four four and a half the other thing is weather is about to be a real issue now the rest of the way in football and that just i mean i just took a bike ride to the office it was only 30 degrees so it's starting to get cold oh no i i don't know if you happen to know what it's going to be on the weekend uh, i can find out uh, but no, no, it's good. It's supposed to. I mean, we're we're expecting snow here at some point this week. They said, and it was seventy degrees yesterday. <laughs> I think I think this is a really good card this week for NFL. I, I, I'm pretty well, excited. Okay, well, David, let me ask you about these double digit favorites. So this week is another week where you got uh, two double digit uh, favorites. Mike Vikings minus ten and a half, and San Francisco coming off the short week, coming off the Monday night loss. Does the public double down on San Fran for the, they're going to, you know, they're now not undefeated anymore. Seattle wins the game in overtime. Um, you know, is this another public spot where the public is just going to come in big money on the Vikings against the Broncos and the 49ers against the Cardinals? I don't think that people are really lining up to lay double digits in a bounce back spot. Maybe, a, a let, but they're going to, they're going to tease it. Right. Yeah, obviously they're going to have that that mentality, but once again, that seems like another great spot. <laughs> Frisco, it looked like it looks it looked like guys were going down left and right, and it got beat up. There was so much emotion. 
They played the extra, you know, all the way to the end in overtime. This is another great spot where I think they just, oh, let's just try to pull this game out. And Hey, Arizona gave them all they could handle, and that was only, uh, that was only two weeks ago, 28-25. The one thing about well, Arizona, let, Arizona competes. I think this could be let, another let, outright loss for double-digit field. I want to know what, if you guys have any stats on teaser handles. Last week, I rarely release a teaser, and I released a three-team, ten-point teaser, the Bills plus 13, the Ravens minus a half, and, I, and I'm like easy money sailing in, and it's, all I got to do is have the Colts minus one. That's it. I'm not asking for much, Brian. I'm not asking for much, David. I'm just asking for the Colts to win the game. I look down, my son says, oh, it's 12 to 10, where you're going to win your teaser. And obviously, so the point is the root word of teaser is tease. I really got teased. I wonder how many people got smashed on teasers on the Saints, um, on, on the Colts. If you guys know anybody personally that had a lot of teaser money tied up on the, you know, the Colts or the Saints, these double-digit upsets, because it's not only that they, they lost outright. Like you said, people usually tease those teams down. So do you guys, I mean, what, what, any teaser crazy stories you guys had? I just know that all the people that that I that I know personally that work in the business said that that they had really good days. The sportsbooks had a really good day, and I guess it carried over to Monday night. But I'm not sure about just the teasers myself. No, I think I think they got. I think the books had a, a good weekend, but I think Monday night hurt them. It did. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Monday sure. night hurt them. I think because the game went over. No, Seattle winning outright. Oh, that There's a okay. lot, a okay, lot of so money line action in Seattle. We'll move over to NBA and college in a minute. But since you said Monday night, the Chiefs blow the game. I know that, Mister Mike. I think Mike, did you have a? Did you also have some exotic wagers that were tied up with the Chiefs? Yeah, I had a, I had a, a large uh, money line parlay, where the only team that didn't win was the Chiefs outright. So now they're laying four against the Chargers. What's your guys' uh, pros versus Joe's take on this Monday night football game? Uh, I heard the stats on Mahomes. You're a fantasy guy, Mike, that he had like his best game ever, threw for like 400 yards, and they still found a way to lose. Well, I mean, look, I mean, that game particular, I mean, it was a very freaky situation at the end. They could have punted the ball and had Tennessee drive the length of the field to get a touchdown. Instead, they went for a long field goal. Not only did they get a missed field goal because it was a bad snap, but then the snapper decided to try to throw the ball away and got called for intentional grounding, which moved them another 15 yards back. So Tennessee had basically half a field on the 50-yard line to go ahead and score and get that winning, you know, winning drive for a touchdown. So it was just very weird at the end of the game, um, considering. And look, that's what happens in football. And in any sport, there's that luck factor that you just simply can't control. That's why Dave is a volume better. That's why Brian is a volume better. And nobody expects to win every game, and bad beats just simply happen. But, you know, we always talk about it. People want to talk about you remember the bad beats, but you don't remember the good beats. Like that Seattle game where if you had the over in the game and you get lucky at the end where they get the field goal and then another field goal based on how the game was going, you thought the over was definitely going to be gone and dead um, after the crazy fumble in the first half in the Seattle game where the guy's going in, the fumble in the end zone, it's a turnover right before half. 
it's it just there's going to be bad beats and there's going to be good beats. Just most people just only remember the bad beats. So it's well, it's a, it was a well, freaky situation. Brian's, I know you, you you're involved in in game a little bit. I don't know about you, Dave, but you know, is it a good valid strategy for the square guy listening in New Jersey? or any other state where they have access to apps now where they can do the in-game live, um, to just throw some lottery money on a, on a professional team in and in a football game when they're down. You know, when they're down 10 nothing. eh, maybe Seattle comes back, you're going to get some crazy odds. Do you guys do that yourself, or do you kind of, like, lay off of that unless you have a reason? Only if the the reason the lead was... They got the lead was were quirky goofball reasons. I mean, I just got it not. It's not just like the, you know me, man. I mean, I, the value word. I mean, you're not doing it just for the sake of doing it. You're doing it uh, because you want to win. I mean, if, if they're down ten nothing uh, because you know somebody they drove the ball all the way down the field to the six yard line and an idiot running back fumbles it and they return it ninety four yards for a touchdown. Yeah, you you'd come back the other way and then get the plus price, but only because it's warranted. To me, a basic fundamental that I look for is to fade a, a comeback of a pregame favorite. Like if the Patriots are down, um, most people, in, when they're betting in game, are going to bet for the Patriots to come back. Well, and, and can I, I, David? Can I segue? And I'm getting off NFL. That means that you, I know you. What you're saying is you took Evansville in the second half yesterday. No, I did not. <laughs> okay, but you would, but that's the same situation. The public's going to take Kentucky at halftime. They're going to drill them as hard as they can. They're going to in-game live them as hard as they can. But you, but really, what you want to do value-wise is you want to fade that situation. You want to take Evansville. Let's put it this way: I had Akron last night for a little bit in-game, and they actually covered yeah. the in, the crazy in-game number. So if it, if it's a bad team down. Um, a lot of times I'll keep my foot on the gas with that bad team, multiple commercials. Uh, so I'll give Akron, by the way, off topic. Are they 0-9 or 0-9? They're yeah. the worst team in college football. They're 0-9, yes. They're they, 0-9. They, laying 17 yesterday was like manna from heaven. I mean, so, and, and, actually, and Akron David, got a 95-yard – I mean, they got a, a miracle touchdown. Uh, you know, they're – David, can we, can we expound on that for the can, – can you, like, go through that – I want these players to hear that. So can you, like, walk us through, like, you don't have to talk about the money that you had on it, but just to educate the public on in-game live since it is part of the concept well, of what we do now, well, what you did on that game. Well, okay, I, let's just give an example here. So they were getting crushed. I'm, I'm not crushed. Yeah, I think they were down, I want to say, 21 at half. Yes. And, okay. okay. And, and so the the second half spread, pretty much widely available, was seven. So uh, they were catching seven. So what happens? That's just a situational spot. So you're not really you're not really betting you're not really betting on the bad team Akron there. You're looking for the half point off off of the key number, and you're you're kind of uh, betting on the other team to. To kind of take their foot off the gas. They, well, that, that's exactly right. They take their foot off the gas, but on top of that, 
they're bringing, and especially at the time of year we're at now, they're playing the worst team in college football. They got games trying to be bowl eligible in games that matter coming up. They're going to be backups that get to play for Eastern Michigan that will never see the field again. So not only are they taking their foot off the pedal, they're putting guys in there because the game's in control, and and then the back door covers absolutely. It, it actually actually was a back door. It was it was, they were down fourteen, and then and then with a team like that, you're sweating the extra point. But they 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 go down right at the end, and then they get seven, and they cover by the. And, hook. It, and again, it was all biology yeah. major playing defense for Eastern Michigan. He's right. He's right. This is this is right. Exactly. So a lot of so actually one of my favorite spots is those uh half points off of the key numbers uh with the team getting getting crushed at half when they were a big uh pregame dog. I think I think it's an incredibly profitable situation in the long run. Oh so okay, so let me let me flip the script on you for a second and for, this is a listener alert for all my clients all Mike's clients, all Dave's clients, all Brian's clients. We did not release the bet that I'm going to talk about that I made. Don't text me and blow me up and go, why didn't I get this game when the radio show is over? I personally was a degenerate. I personally bet Alabama in the second half. I personally could not understand why the line was minus five. I had no information. I had no system. I had no algorithm. I just did it. What's your take on a, on a, on that spot, Dave, where a team is down, a good team is down three touchdowns playing a good opponent, and they're laying less than a key number, and I normally don't like the number of five, but Brian, I was shocked the line wasn't eight. I was just utterly shocked. I think in the long run, uh, that, that bet is bad in the long run. So you got lucky there, not lucky, but you still I get have no it. love ever. Brian. Well, well, Brian, I, I'm, no go, love. I'm actually gonna. No, I'm, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you some love. Let they, he they, might. He might. Yeah, no, he might. He might. I'm gonna say the complete opposite. None. But uh, actually, though, in that game, it's not really the same as if they're laying a big number uh, to a bad team. So, so this is like a more competitive game. So it makes but they're sense. They're down three touchdowns, and they're only laying it, five in the it, second. Here's <laughs> here's why it was a good bet. I mean, I have Dave saying, you know, across the board, those kind of situations stay away from them. But there were mitigating circumstances here. These were got these guys were getting taken to the woodshed. But right. Saban, Saban literally had to go in there and say to them, you know. Winning the game is probably highly unlikely, but if we get boat raced, if we keep getting killed like this, they would have been out of the playoff discussion. If they said, if we come back and we, you know, make a statement, win the second half, we're not going to drop that far in the rankings, and they ended up dropping only to number five. So they're still in the final four discussion because they came out were highly motivated in the second half to do that. If they continue to get pitchforked like that, they may have dropped to number nine, number ten, and would have been out of the playoff discussion. So even though winning the game was probably pretty unrealistic, they were highly motivated to win the second half. You got me there. I'm having a rough day today. That, that was good. Yeah. I feel warm and fuzzy now. Thank you. Well, I, I'm not trying to get you. I mean, you know, Haley's comment. You know, somewhere he's right though. Somewhere along the way, we got to throw. You know, my man Johnson. I mean, there's other there's other fundamentals now, let, let, there that. But yeah, let me ask you this, and then we'll move on. Brian, I mean, on that on that, on that pre- John, on that premise alone, your point was exactly right. 
I mean, it, it, but you watched the first half, and you're going, oh, I my, did. oh my God, I did. it's an atrocity. They were getting murdered. Was all that going through your but head? But the numbers should have been said? higher. What he just said, was all that going through your head, though, when you were making the bet? Me, personally? The rankings yes. and all that? You were thinking of that? No, no, no. Saban having an ego, going into the locker room, just tearing these guys up, going, are you out of, like, really? Well, really? they were, we're getting embarrassed. Times. I mean, they. I mean, I, you know. I mean, whatever. And then, and then there's the fear creates value. So there was there was some fear that but, wow, this but, could really but get the ugly. Shocking. Here's what I was shocked about: uh, a client of mine that lives in Alabama texted me. We didn't know what the line was going to be, and he said, "I'm going all in if the line's less than seven, but yeah. it'll probably be eight. I would have. I would. Where did they come up? I with don't know. Five, well, right? I mean, because they were getting apps. I mean, it wasn't the even fear. A, the fear. It yeah. wasn't a contest. They were. I mean, they were getting mauled. But I, I'm with you. I, I would have thought, you said it was five and a half. I mean, I would have thought the number would be seven and a half. And you're saying your friend said eight. Uh, you know, I, it, so, opened, it opened at four. And then when I hit the know. submit button, it said the line changed to five and a half. It closed at well, six. Well, that it first half was pretty ugly. Seven. Let me tell you, that first half was pretty ugly. Um, so I think, be I a think fly on the wall in the pick. locker room at halftime there, though. I'm sure they... But I will say to, to, to David's point, I do believe that just taking the favorite that's down in the second half, like, I will say this, like, it took me everything not to bet Kentucky yesterday <laughs> at halftime, and I just had this, like, I didn't want to go on the radio and say, I was a square, I bet them, and... I think in college basketball, it's especially different where that, that number one, that number two, that number three, four, fifth ranked team um, doesn't necessarily have to bounce in the second half. There's not as much ego in play, you know, this early in the season. So, you know, and the line was 15 in the second half. So I was like, I'm laying off this game or whatever some crazy number it was. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could have got like Evansville something double digits in the second half did you watch that game or follow that game brian no one ranked kentucky dropping outright to evansville on the money line no i'll tell you what i was doing uh of all things i was watching the minnesota butler game and i in in the only reason i bring it up is that this these are the kind of things we talk about how many years john we've been doing this 10 all right at least and sometimes it's it, it, every bit as important is when you bet as opposed to who you bet. And had Minnesota plus nine and a half in the morning at Butler. The game closed eight, and the kid from Minnesota, the star player, missed two foul shots in the final twenty seconds. Then they steal the ball, and the kid that just fouled the guy from three point land, like what are you doing? Then he missed the layup, and then they had one last chance, and the guy dribbled it off his foot, and the game fell eight. But it was nine and a half in the morning, and it closed eight. So when you bet determined whether you won or pushed. I got to be honest. I had Kentucky second half, so you got me there. Wow, I did. I, here's the thing, though. This is what but isn't I, that the opposite of what you just told me? In football? Yes, but I'm here, trying to learn from you, David. It, it is, but the one difference here is there's a lot less public money um, in a college basketball game in November there than there is in, in a college football game. If I had to guess, like 5% of the handle, 1%, I don't know. But I did have it. I lost. And 
So I gotta admit it, I can't just talk about the winners, and I was pretty much never in that one. Well, no, 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 no. I'm actually I'm, the winning and the losing. We know comes with the game, but I, I more to what you originally said about the bad spot in football. So, but what the when I asked you, I wasn't really asking if you for bet me it was talking your. I'm saying, wouldn't the same methodology apply to college basketball, right. where you would press the bad team? Exactly, it does apply, and uh, the reason I had the bet was I, I had a my price. It was all about the price. Got it. So. Good word. Method- this, good this good word. Methodology. Michael, uh, the new word. This is where Michael, who's going to chime in, like when he's on the phone and he's explaining the clients that you don't only make bets based upon information analysis algorithms. Your core reason, a lot of times, why you're betting bets is you're an edge better. You're just looking for an edge. You got a good number, and so that that literally took you from that you went against your method because the number was better. The number, the the thing that Brian hates, a value, flipped back to the other way. Is that right? Right. And when I say it's my method, it's it's more of a fundamental. So I'm more looking to play. Uh, Evansville, that type of team there in the long run, but it doesn't mean I always do it. So it's something I'll I'll look I'll look more for that side in in general. But yeah, when the price when the price stands out on something, um, then I'll then I'll go for it. And and there was a good price there, so I guess I got kind of trapped or suckered or whatever you want to. So when you say price, just for I'm trying to like dummy it down for and not saying the clients, just they're not pros, right? Is it that the line was better or the money line was better on the second half offering? No, the money line on a on a minus fifteen, absolutely not. Would never, would almost never do that. I don't think I've ever done that in my life. Because you have to lay a really no, big... no, no. What I mean was, it was it whatever the spread was, whatever they were laying in the second half minus one oh, the five. Juice? You, so you're That's saying, what I meant exactly. I think it was. So I think it was fifteen, and I think I had. Uh, minus fourteen and a half, plus one hundred five, something like that. So it's just a, a so monster that's, price. That's the little ding ding for all the clients, the, the listeners. Is that you made that wager because it was a plus price plus on the Javig. Exactly, and laying a half point less. So in the long run, this is well, it's what you call a market edge, and it was it was a small bet. I think it was three hundred dollars at some. Small place somewhere else. <laughs> you know, it wasn't it wasn't that big of a bet. Hey, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a quick time out at Sports Insider Radio. I invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Head to the top of the hour. We'll be right back. johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the Vegas Strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. 
Call now, call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now, call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, back with you here, Sports Insider Radio, inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Let's dive right back in. We're racing to the top of the hour. Uh, John and Mike on the East Coast. Boys, hoops all over the place. We talked about it a little bit, some of the college games last night, but college basketball, the menu's nuts, the NBA's rocking and rolling. Uh, There's a lot. And, and, oh, by the way, uh, we have a football game on TV every night now. I mean, now that the the Maction games have kicked in, uh, we're going to have a football game on every night. Then you get the bowl season, and you got a football game on every night. So enjoy. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously uh, we have some guys in my office that like betting on Towson State. I think uh, one of our guys here got burnt on a – one of a, I think it was the triple overtime or overtime game. So you know, it's basketball is wacky as it's always been. Um, but I wanted to talk real quick about the line making on college football for for David because he always is shocked at these numbers. David, right now in college football, against the spread, favorites are three hundred and twenty five wins. Dogs are three hundred and twenty losses. 11 pushes on the closing number. Talk about making a tough line against the spread for all you guys listening out there. Literally flipping on coin 600 plus football games. Brian, we talk about this year in and year out. Can you imagine 325 and 320 on the closing number? No, I mean, it's, you know, it's telling you. Um, you know the odds makers know what they're doing, but the bottom line is they're going to be games that fall through the cracks uh, on their side, as as well as you know misguided opinions on the other side. But at the end of the day, you know it's about generating two way action, and towers are going up. They're not tearing them down, but and you also well, said the closing line was was three twenty five and three twenty. That means the betters, 
the the sharp money is is right on pushing it right to where there's no edge anymore. That's what I got out of that. Correct. The opening number is not fifty percent, is it? No. But here's the thing: on the closing number in the NFL, eighty-five dogs have covered, sixty favorites have covered. So we're still maintaining that sixty percent edge. Dogs are plus twenty-five games on the closing number. So for all you clients out there listening, or or, or becoming clients, or you're just trying to educate yourself, you are literally twenty-five and zero in the NFL if you bet every dog this season. See, and I and I, and I I think that's a function of what we've talked about that these numbers are more volatile than they've ever been in terms of oh you know. Uh, New Orleans, oh, they looked terrible last week, and then you get a deflated number the next week. Uh, there's been more, way more overreaction to one game. Uh, you know, it's not like it's, it's this big sample says, oh, they lost that game, knock them down a point and a half with their power rating. I mean, it's a football game. Teams have good weeks, teams have bad weeks. The other thing you're talking about, those numbers are telling, yes, the underdogs have gotten the best of it, but don't forget in there, there are skewed results. Was it last, was it last week or two weeks? It was last week. It was last week where 12 home teams, won every, they won every game, right? And then the Giants yeah. lost on Monday night. So, I mean, there there are, like, some, the there's black some quirky, quirky things the going on. The black cat was quirky. Yeah. Literally, the black cat, black that's cat exactly quirky. right. But, but I will say this, Brian, because touchdown. the handles... Uh, the handles are bigger in the NFL. Um, what you can see is a lot more work going. I mean, look, the book's got to be delighted this NFL season because the money line favorites in the NFL right now are 89 and 58. Talking about it in college, I agree, and I'm, st- I'm not going to talk about the money lines in college anymore because Dave is right. The lines are so big. But since we know like 14, 17, you get one of those. But literally, if you bet every NFL game on the money line, regardless of the line, just like you hear Jimmy Vaccaro saying some guy went in there and bet $100,000 because Miami couldn't lose, blah, 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 or couldn't win. Here's the thing. You're 89 and 58. I'm going to repeat that. You're 89 and 58. You're plus 41 games on the favorites on the money line in the NFL. The spread is the equalizer. You, you add the spread – you're 85 and 60 on the dogs. I mean, you're talking about a hundred percent flip. Right. To me, that number doesn't mean much. But I was going to also say, you're tracking the closing number offshore. Is that who you're using? Yeah, I'm using. Actually, I'm tracking the closing number at Don Best. So, I, so well, which a, company? Because I was going to say here in here in Las Vegas, they're doing even better. Uh, because a lot of times they have the f- the the favorite skewed. You know they're they're favored by more, so they're actually. Right. I have a feeling you're not tracking a place here. You're you're tracking probably the 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 widely available number offshore. So here Correct. they're doing a lot better. Michael, yeah. you watching so soccer? Mm-hmm. Is Michael watching soccer? What's he doing? You know, for the first time in many weeks, there is no game on during our show. So At least I'm on. Don't worry, the Browns and Steelers, you got that to look forward to tomorrow, or yet tomorrow. I hope Baker... Well, do you have any thoughts on that game? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, the wrong team's favored. Wrong team's favored, okay. What do you guys think? No, I mean, it's one of those situations where they're going to give the home team and the division credit, and this has been... You know the 
the Browns' motto all year. I mean, they, they've been getting all this credibility from the press and all the, the acquisitions they made, but they're just not a team that finishes, and I think the play calling is atrocious. And time and time again, they're favored, and, and they're, they're a big letdown. I mean, even last week, they should have lost the game at the end, like Brian said. I mean, they had all they did everything possible to lose at the end and still came out on top. So, By the way, you know, if the, you know if the playoffs ended today, the Steelers are in? Yeah, I mean, look, their defense, again, with with these trades, but every team that's made a trade this year um, in the season has added pieces that have tremendously helped with the Seahawks, the Ravens, and the Steelers, the top three that I could think of off the top of my head. But, you know, they've added that piece to the secondary that the Dolphins gave up on Minka Fitzpatrick, who's in, you know, it's all pro safety. The, the kid is a beast. And now with the secondary being good, that we always knew they're – their defensive line was great, and then Rudolph is not making mistakes. So that's a type of team that I do not want to play in December. And I know that's the last game for the Ravens at home uh, of the season. But the Steelers are a very dangerous team. I mean, they're they're right now playing lights out. I wouldn't want to play them. So I, I could agree with Brian. I think the wrong team is favored. If anything, it should be a pick'em. Well, and, and the well, o- by the way, the other thing I'm, I'm checking real quick, just out of curiosity, and come on. Of it's gone when, back when you and need forth. It. No, no, tomorrow night. Um, looks like it's going to be the high tomorrow and the day is 38. Wow. So the low is going to be 27. So figure around kickoff time, uh, you know, it's about a 30-degree day. But uh, on the lake, uh, doesn't sound, at least as of now, doesn't look like it's going to be too windy. But weather absolutely is an issue. And well, we saw that a little bit in the in the, the games last night. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like if, if you want the under in a spot like this, you really need to do it uh, the day before. And I see, I do see the game last night, everybody jumped on the under. That line went down. I think it closed It closed 44. And it, it was in trouble for a minute, and then it just flew over. Well, you know what happens, though? I mean, like if cold is nothing. You know what I mean? And, the but wind that, that was, that look, that, and that field looked like a skating rink. Right, they had just a little sprinkling of snow. Wind means nothing. I mean, I mean, wind is everything. Cold means nothing. And if the field's slippery, the offense knows which way they're going, and the defenders are slipping all over the place. So sometimes the weather doesn't automatically. Oh, the weather's it's going to be cold and blah blah blah. You got to play it under. No, sometimes the offense knows where they're going, and the defenders are slipping all over the place. Well, that's another basic fundamental. Is is. If it's cold and everybody's betting the under, you just wait and then you bet the over. Now, if it's windy or, or there's like That's two the feet one. of snow, those are the top. Well, even those ones I look to play. I just look to play over any time it gets it go. The total drops a lot because of any bad weather. Do you I, remember I, that it was about John? Do you remember the game? It was about oh man, the Colts and Bills. No, Last, well that one that that, w- was, that was one. But the one I'm thinking of it was the Lions at Philadelphia. It was about five years ago. And they literally, the snow was up to their knees. It, it, it was it was insane. It, 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 it was way it was twice as bad as the Bills Colts game last year. And I everybody's like sprinting to the window, betting under. I think it was like 
14 and a half, right? And everybody at the end. I I remember this. Both teams ran like long touchdowns. I mean, the game was over. Sean McCoy. But it started out out slow, that game. I remember because every commercial was lower. But the game went over the second half total in like the first four minutes. It was like these guys were running like reindeer through piles of snow. I think it it started out super low scoring. And then, yeah, there was literally like 40 points in the second (laughs) half. I remember that game. Yeah. Yeah, I what? can remember the ones where I keep loading up on on one side. I, I, I did the over a lot there and was sweating for a minute, but yeah, then they all cleared <laughs> pregame. Even it was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys just to give the the listeners um, some perspective on the NBA season, even though it's new and it's fresh. You know, the top of the the against the spread. Suns are eight and two against the spread. They're not playing tonight. The Spurs are two and eight against the spread. But you do have a compelling matchup, and I just want to know that early in the season when teams aren't covering, Dave or Brian, either one of you can answer this, do you think they start inflating the lines because they see how they're not covering or covering out of the gates? So before you answer that question, you look at the Lakers and the Clippers. Both teams are seven and three against the spread. They're money-making machines, um, and they're getting the job done. And the Clippers tonight are, I think, getting two points against a team that stinks against the spread, the Houston Rockets. They're 3-7 and seven against the spread. And I'm looking at this line at two, and I'm going, is it just a, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just take the Clippers plus the two? <laughs> well, I think, for, especially for the Suns, they've just been winning straight up. I don't think I don't think your average person is going. Well, they're eight and two against the spread. They're just they're just seeing the Suns and and whether you want to call it, uh, they're better than people thought. Overachieving, they're just looking at the straight up wins that they have, and uh, the Clippers and Rockets. Do you have an, the you one? Know? The one that makes no sense to me whatsoever is tonight. Is Toronto had won three in a row. Then they play the Clippers, and so they go against Kawhi Leonard for the first time, and they they lose by ten, a low scoring. It was just an ugly game. So okay, they, they get it out of their system, and they lose the game. They go to Portland. They're sitting in Portland. Portland's at Sacramento last night, losing to the Kings. Toronto's sitting in Portland, waiting for them. Portland comes home, and Portland's a two and a half point favorite. I, I, I guess we're head to head again. It's okay. We, we I love Toronto. Okay, well, well, this will be our head to head matchup. But right. It's fun to have. Them we need drama. We we had no drama this week, so this is it. You guys have an, an opinion? You're on Portland, and he's on Toronto. Well, we we love head to head. Hey, we we gotta we need to have fun. <laughs> I told you it's, so. And you know, it can't be a love fest. I mean, we don't all we don't all pick the same games. Or, you know, it, it, we, we, hey, we respect each other's opinions. We certainly do that, but that doesn't mean you're not going to have a healthy disagreement once in a while. I love Brian, disagreements and a, drama. Brian, to note your from a line making point of view, the book's trying to get even action out for people listening around the world. You know, they're trying to get action on both sides of the game. When I look at a team like the T-Wolves the tonight, and, I, and, and you see how bad. I mean, the Memphis just won outright getting 13-and-a-half. They're 3-and-8, 2-and-8 against the spread. They're not winning straight up. They're not covering. And they're only getting 1-and-a-half. Isn't the trap? So, Dave, isn't the trap to take Minnesota? Wouldn't you, and I'm not saying you did. you got about 50 seconds. you bet the Spurs? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed that game 100%. For what I'm thinking, you nailed it there. Spurs all day. You know, the crazy thing is, though, I mean, you know, one game, one day to the next. I mean, if you watch Sacramento in the beginning of the season, uh, they were breaking backboards, you know, and then all of a sudden they figure it out. It's the beginning of a year. We're still trying to figure out who all these teams are. Good stuff, David. Always appreciate it. Boys, have a great week. 
Uh, good luck to your Ravens. We'll see. That should be a good one. Uh, Ravens and Texans coming up on Sunday. We'll certainly discuss that next week. We invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Number to call the guys, 800-209-1679. Again, check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com. Insider Radio. 